Hello, and welcome to Bad Apple Good Egg. For some reason, to my complete annoyance, the original intro to this video got cut off when I was editing. I'm really incompetent with the editing, trying to do better and better every day. But this is basically a chatty Christmas episode that I do with my family, have special guest appearances from my mom, my aunt, my grandma, my cousin, and my brother have some interesting talks, so hope you enjoy and hope you had a happy holiday. I wanted to start off the podcast because Justin was going to tell us a story about chairs, um, but we, because we were sitting on the floor in my childhood bedroom, and Justin said, the story of how chairs got to East Asia is actually kind of interesting, and I said, wait, we're going to have you tell that story on the pod, so can you... Well, I said we're doing a kind of Japanese, Korean style. You know, we're sitting down. That's the traditional way they still eat in those countries, actually, to this day. In a lot as of Anthony places. would know, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, in the Arab world as well. Mm-hmm. But um, the way that chairs made their way to East Asia is essentially with Buddhism. When it spread from India over East, they brought the chair with them to China and then it eventually found its way over to Korea and Japan. Wow, that's really interesting. Yeah. When was that, do you know? I don't know the exact Roughly? Time. Roughly? Nah, I'm not going to make a fool out of myself. <laughs> we can I don't edit it out. Estimate. Just, just estimate. If you're wrong, I'll cut it out. I'll cut this whole part out. I'm good. I'm chill. Um, <laughs> okay. I have a feeling she wasn't going to edit it out. She was going to leave it in. Well, that's really interesting. What Do you think it's better to sit in chairs? I feel like practically... It's better to sit on the floor for your posture and all of that. Hmm. Well, yeah, because well, like in Japanese culture, they're very um, like their like posture and like how they sit is like really important. So I guess like sitting on the floor like in like a proper way could be better for your posture, but like it hurts my back <laughs> like sitting on the floor for like long periods of time. So Where I'm, does it hurt it? Oh, lower back. I mean, my my whole body is just all messed up. <laughs> I do enjoy the support the chair brings. <laughs> I kind of like sitting on the floor. Well, I, I like sitting on yeah. the floor. Like it a, reminds me of my youth, you know, you, for you, sure. Yeah. Well, like crisscross applesauce. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> were you guys good at Duck Duck Goose? Oh, hell yeah. You were was, good at it? I was always the fat kid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was All that of, kid everyone tags <laughs> yeah. when they want. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. So did you, you didn't usually win? Oh, no, I always won. Because but, you're fast. So. Yeah, they didn't know I was fast. So mm. Like, mm. Surprise, bitches. Yeah, <laughs> Surprise, motherfuckers. Sneak attack. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Well, uh, my idea is to come in here and record a little bit with each member of my family throughout the day. And so it might be kind of interesting. Once again, unorganized podcast. People always ask me what my podcast is about, and I'm like, I don't fucking know. There is no theme. I'm like, it's yeah, just it's just like my uh, stream of consciousness thoughts with a conversation with a friend. So if you're here, thanks for listening and welcome. Um, does anyone have any thoughts on Christmas morning that they want to share with the pod, with the listeners? I'm um, just hanging with the fam, grateful to be around for another year. Gonna watch some great basketball today, you know. Oh yeah, you wanted to talk about basketball. Oh yeah, the Celtics are playing. It's gonna be a great match. Who, Bucks, who are Celtics, they the Bucks, okay. Giannis, the best player in the world right now, versus Tatum, one of the best in the world right now. Top two in MVP contention. We're gonna see. It's gonna be one hell of a game. It's not like a sport. 
a sports announcer. Man. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Justin, we should do sports on the pod. We should. We should. Um, and Anthony, what are your thoughts on this game? Um, I disagree with the whole Giannis is the best player in the world right now. And Giannis is on the Celtics. No, no, he's on the Bucks. He's on the Bucks. Oh. Oh yeah. Well, my brother is a huge Celtics fan, so that is, you know, he's not biased if he's saying the the well, player on the Giannis Bucks is, is also Greek. So. Got, gotta give the man uh, props. Well, gotta give the man props. Giannis Antetokounmpo, baby. So is he from Greece? He is. Yep. What's his origin story? How did he get playing for the NBA? Um, well, he was actually uh, very poor growing up, and he worked with a lot of uh, local teams in Greece. Like, cool. like, yeah, he was a ball boy. He was one of the boys who wiped sweat up off the court. And eventually, when he got older, he started playing organized ball himself. And uh, he came up through the Euro League. And uh, when he got drafted, he was pretty scrawny still. And no one thought he was really going to be anything. But he's turned into just a complete beast. A beast. That's why his nickname is the Greek Freak. The Greek Freak. Oh, yeah. Same. Hashtag same. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Gotta love him. That's really cool. Um, So he just was living in Europe when he got drafted for the NBA? Is that how it works? No, no, no. So he's, he's born in Greece. He's born in Athens. His parents are immigrants from Nigeria. And he's born in Athens, Greece. Um... He plays for the Greek national team in international competition. Um, but he grew up in the States. No, no, he grew up in Greece. Okay. Yeah. So how did he make it over to the States? He got drafted into the NBA. He played in okay. EuroLeague oh, okay, um, when wow. he first started playing competitive ball. Is that like frowned upon? Like do people in Europe in the EuroLeague get like pissed off when people get drafted to the NBA? Um, I don't think so. I think they try to look at it as... Um, they want to support what's best for the player, and being in the NBA is definitely best for the player because the salaries are higher than anywhere else in the world. Um, like Luca played for uh, Real Madrid starting at the age of 17. He won EuroLeague MVP, and then he got drafted into the NBA. Um, that's who Anthony would argue is the best yes. player in the world right now. Um, it's kind of a toss-up for me. Um, I think there's so many European players and so many foreign players in the NBA now that, uh, you know, they just try to look at it as a positive for the player. Mm -hmm. Um, It's best for them. As I said, they get the best salary. They are known worldwide. They can grow their brand better. Yeah. Um, Probably give some, you know, positive light to the Euro leagues anyways. Oh, for sure. And it, it promotes growth in Europe. Because they become international stars, you know? So it promotes the game. I mean, Slovenia is where Luka Doncic is from. You know, it's a pretty small country. Um, Him and Goran Dragic have been so popular in the NBA that in Slovenia, basketball has overtaken soccer to become the number one sport. So, yeah. You said, yeah. It seems like in a lot of of Europe and probably other places in the world that Basketball is growing a lot. Oh, for sure. It's one of the quickest growing sports in the world. Uh, I like to say it's second only to soccer. A lot of people would argue that cricket is bigger than basketball. I would disagree with that because um, cricket's only played in a handful of countries. There's not even enough countries with a national cricket team to even qualify for the Olympics. There needs to be 75 countries that play a sport in an organized fashion to qualify for the Olympics, okay? And cricket, those stats. <laughs> yeah, and, and cricket doesn't even get that high. Okay. So, well, it's a good argument. 
Yeah. I, I believe you. Yeah. <laughs> You've convinced me. Don't um, try to make some argument saying football is the second biggest in the world. In terms of revenue, NFL is the okay, yeah. best. But I'm talking about number of players and number of fans no, no, internationally. Yeah. No, I don't disagree with that. I mean, football is a growing sport. But what I'll, what I'll argue is a, just as big as a growing sport is lacrosse. Oh, actually. lacrosse is massive. Yeah. Lacrosse is growing massively, especially internationally. They have like the whole international tournament. Actually, one of the biggest countries in the international tournament uh, tournaments of the Duke is um, Israel. Yeah, that's true. They, they have a huge national team. Um, but, yeah, no, they, if you look up, like, the national teams for um, lacrosse, they're, like, every country, like, from Switzerland to, like, Ghana, they have pro lacrosse teams. Oh, that's true. And I would argue that lacrosse is actually growing at a faster pace than basketball. But... It's still pretty small. They might qualify to be an Olympic sport very soon, though. No, they are. Lacrosse. But um, they're just not on the level as some of these more popular sports, well, yeah, you know? of course not. Not, not yet. Yeah, I mean, it's still a relatively... I want to call it a small sport because it's not a small sport. It's, it's played... Oh, yeah. It's a international. Lot of, it's sure. international. But on, if you want to scale it compared to, like, basketball, then, yeah, it would be a, you know, quote-unquote small sport mm. compared to basketball. No, but I, I hope lacrosse grows and has a lot of success i mean it's a fun sport to watch yeah it, for it, sure it's sad that the pro lacrosse leagues have kind of had some like the u.s pro lacrosse leagues have kind of had some issues one of them shut down you know that the ml i do i do what are the issues? just kind of shady um team managers shady team business and like stuff. A, like abusive not even or... that just a lot of like money issues oh, okay. a lot of um what is what is the word like when someone laundering? St- not laundering, but like when they steal money. Uh, corruption. I mean, like just, yeah, just general corruption. Fraud. Yeah, fraud within the league and stuff. So, and then a, a lot of the players um, decide to make the PLL, yeah. the Premier Lacrosse League, which is like a player-run league. That is way bigger now than the the original Pro Lacrosse yeah. League, which that that league got shut down a few years ago. But so I mean. And th- those people are great athletes. I mean, for real. Um, well, they're freaks of nature. Um, it- it's a shame. I mean, like, I was looking up the average salary of someone in the National Lacrosse League, the Box Lacrosse League, mm. you know? Box Lacrosse um, so Dude, man, like, the highest paid players are making, like, $30,000 a year. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. That's so. crazy. Yeah, they don't make very much. But a lot of them have jobs outside of... Yeah. Off season. Oh, yeah, during the off season. I mean, a lot of players like Paul Rabel, who's like the biggest lacrosse player in the world kind of guy. He, I mean, he doesn't have to work in the off season because he's grown like an entire lacrosse brand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, like, he's making money off that, but like, they need to turn to those brand sponsorships. Yeah, I yeah. know. The, the average player does not, sadly, does not, you know, cannot rely on lacrosse solely as you know. Income. Income, yeah. For sure. Which is really unfair because they work just as hard, if not harder, than a lot of other pro athletes because they don't have the same, you know, contributions that, you know, a pro football player would get even though they probably work just as hard to, you know, if not harder because they have, you know, make do with what they have because they don't have any of the facilities, oh, for sure. any of the, the trainers, any, they have to Definitely. do it all on their own. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like, obviously there are a lot of perks to being a pro athlete, but it does seem... Like, there's also a lot of cons. Even if you are a very wealthy pro athlete, you don't get a lot of agency in 
where you live and what team you play for. Yeah. What, what are your thoughts about that? Um, well, a lot of the teams, uh, one thing that really annoys me about professional sports is they will always expect the player to be 100% loyal to a franchise, but the franchise can just throw the player out like they're a bag of dirt, you know? Mm. Like they don't matter. They can throw them out like trash whenever. So a player <laughs> is hated when they leave a team but a team never gets any pushback when they just completely annihilate a player. I mean, they might. They might get pushback for like a month from the fan base or something. But besides that, everyone forgets, you know? Yeah, everyone still remains fans, you know. But yeah, I, I, that's totally... I agree with that. Yeah. Because I've thought about that. Like, it does seem like even though there are a lot of benefits, like, I don't know how good your life really would be yeah. when you just have no agency. And yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised about that because especially in the United States, like, and a lot of Western countries, like, which, but especially the United States, which is like so hyper individualistic and hyper capitalist that the companies and the corporations don't get held accountable as much as individuals. I would say that's typical in all of society. We can we can yeah. we can expand that this applies in many situations because. Yeah, I True. mean, it's not just like with companies and players and endorsements. I'd say that's often that individual people get blamed for things rather than corporations. Well, that's true. And uh, the uh, the individual always has to take the fall for the acts of uh, someone who's maybe even above them, yeah. someone who uh, controls them. But they got to take the fall for people above, you know? Yeah, hyper-individualistic. <laughs> I actually wanted to also mention that it, I love the podcast you're wrong about, and I just listened to an episode about The Dark Knight, which uh, I always love The Dark Knight. Yeah. What are your feelings on I that movie? I love that movie. It's Fantastic yeah. movie. I love that movie, Pleasure too. is the greatest Joker of all time. Yeah, definitely. But I also, in the podcast, they're talking about that it is kind of um, a time capsule or like a relic of pr a production of the time because Batman in general, but especially The Dark Knight, is a movie that is so emphasis on like the power of the individual and like the society of Gotham is just like fucking crumbling and like everything is going wrong and like none of these systems that they have in place in Gotham are working and it just is like the individual can change everything like Batman can save the day and it kind of points to a lot of areas of society where we I mean, that's what happens in a hyper-individualistic yeah. society, I guess. I mean, I understand what you're saying, but also it takes an individual to start a movement or to start change or to crack down on something that people in society might not like, you know? So it takes an individual to start something, but of course you need a collective at the end. Yeah, well, and even if it's an individual person changing, making a change to a system, which is quite difficult, I think like a lot of problems we have like the long-term solution is systemic changes not not anything that individual people or even like groups mm -hmm. can really enact yeah which maybe it's i mean yeah and i think a lot of individuals and groups like try to start changes to systems but it's a process I would recommend watching the uh, the new Batman movie for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. The Robert um, Pattinson? Yeah. I, mean, I, I want to see it. I don't like it as much as The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is the best DC movie of all time. Oh, and it's the best superhero movie of all time. Um, I would argue that. What would you argue? 
Batman, um, Iron Man, man. Iron Man? I love H- here's Iron the thing. The first Iron Man movie. The thing is, is I love Iron Man, and I love a lot of the Marvel comic movies. They've been kind of trash recently. That might be a hot take. That's my no, opinion. No, it's, it's I think they're pretty garbage. Uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, not a huge fan at all. I had friends who loved it. I don't know how. I thought it was pretty garbage. Ragnarok was fantastic, and the fact that that was the follow-up was just tragic. Um, I also have to say, uh, Doctor Strange loved that movie. I also do like Doctor uh, Strange. Multiverse of Madness was absolute garbage. I was so disappointed. <laughs> you don't give me John Krasinski for five seconds and then have him ripped in half, okay? What? You don't yeah, do that. It was, it was, yeah. It was really. I love that man. It was. Yeah. Really, it was. There was a lot of poor choices, and it was solely to. Pro- I feel like those choices in that movie was solely to prop up. Scarlet Witch, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, it was, like the whole movie, was it was a Doctor Strange movie, but they made the whole movie about Scarlet Witch. Mm. Which was like, I like Scarlet Witch to like an extent, but they're trying to change like the whole Marvel universe to kind of like revolve around her character, and I don't like that. Well, the thing is, like, is she was given her whole own TV show too, and then they give her half of the Doctor Strange yeah. movie, when we all want to see Doctor Strange. He's been fan voted like one of the top three or four most beloved Marvel characters, you know? Yeah. We want to see him, okay? Yeah, not Scarlet Witch. I mean, like, I just, you know, it was just, yeah, I just, I had a very hard time. No, I just, I, it's very sad that I just, I feel like Marvel as a company is kind of ruining themselves in a way. They're just not dropping the content that, like, their fans want to see. They're kind of dropping the content that they want to push out a little well, bit. Well, and that they think it's going to be the most profitable. We want which, which Iron Man and Captain America back, yeah, Marvel. Yeah, we do. All right. That's what I we want. I don't think Marvel's listening to my podcast. <laughs> well, no, it's just, you Maybe know. one day. <laughs> well, they're dropping what they think is going to be the most profitable, and then yeah. wondering why all their movies and TV shows flop. I mean, She-Hulk got canceled for season two. They're not making Moon Knight was pretty good, Moon but Knight I think that's going to get canceled as well. Too, because they don't have, they're not make, they're not pulling in the revenue to keep it going. But what about Star Wars? Star Wars is killing it. Book of Boba Fett, except for Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan was one of the most disappointing Star Wars pieces of content of all time. And you know he's my one of my favorite characters. Love Obi-Wan. I, I didn't even watch the full show because it was just so disappointing. It yeah. just... Yeah. I mean, like... They made it, like, uh, Disney's just changing the rules of Star Wars for no reason. Like, a lightsaber can now bounce off of Stormtrooper armor. Mm-hmm. Like, when did that, like, was that ever a yeah. thing? They like, lost the plot. No. No, they did. They're just trying to, like, randomly, was that ever a thing? Did no. lightsabers ever bounce off of armor? No, they can cut through even the most strong materials in the entire galaxy. Except for Baskar, but... Except for Baskar. That's a Mandalorian Baskar. thing, and the Stormtroopers aren't using Baskar armor. No, they're they using are using freaking thermoplastic armor and it's like mm. and like he's like there's a whole scene where it's just like he hits a stormtrooper and it just bounces off and it just i was just like what is going what is going on like, yeah it was so disappointing yeah but i i do have to say dark knight i still gotta put that as number one in my opinion i do love iron man i love the iron man trilogy uh, i have no hate for robert downey jr of course but I gotta say, Christian Bale as Batman is pretty fantastic. His voice is kind of dumb, though. What? I mean, like when he's like, it's so iconic. It's iconic, though. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't know. I really, I really am only thinking about this because I just watched a, the podcast episode where they talked about it. But it is pretty funny. His voice is a little. It's a little. It's, it's a little bit dumb, but he's he's the best 
Batman no, of all I, time. No, I agree. Don't don't compare Robert Pattinson to him. Do not compare Ben Affleck to him. That shit's a joke. <laughs> Why are you pointing at me? I don't even like Affleck Batman very much. Uh, all right. Well, okay. So we'll we'll wrap it up for now, and we'll come back later and talk more. But what are you guys most looking forward to in the day in Christmas? Or you can two options. You can share that or your favorite Christmas memory. Well, what I look for, I'll, I'll do both. All right. I'll do both. Why not? My favorite or my thing I'm looking forward to most today is uh, sitting around the TV with my family and having them watch the Celtics game with me. I hope everyone's going to watch the game. We're not going to complain about how basketball is an inferior sport. We're all going to enjoy it. <laughs> I hope that's going to happen today. That's my Christmas wish. Um, what is my best memory on Christmas? Damn, that's a hard one. Or tradition. Tradition. Or either. We have any like big tra- like Christmas traditions in our family? I gotta say, probably um, just looking back at all the videos that Juliana took of Anthony and I being excited opening our Christmas presents. Those are probably my favorite memories of Christmas. Um, I love those. Those are hilarious. She she might post them. Who knows? <laughs> I'll post them with your permission. <laughs> Why not? I'm all for it. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, as I've gotten older, I've I feel like for a long time I always wanted to make. I always my, I I did biochemistry in college and stuff, and then now I've been like, damn, I really love like taking videos and documenting stuff, and it's like it, it's cool to to look back and see like these things that I like to do like just taking videos and recording audio or things that I've always liked. And it's been feeling good this past year to do these things more again, because yeah, I've always loved to like take videos and I have some really funny videos of these guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, aunt. Um, I don't know. My, the thing I'm looking forward to most today is just, you know, hanging out with family, um, opening Christmas gifts. That's always a fun time to see everyone reaction to getting what they want. Um, I really don't care too much about basketball other than the Celtics games, so I'll watch it, but I'm, you know, I don't share your enthusiasm <laughs> for the game. I got you. Um, best Christmas memory, though? Um, I mean, there's so many memories. Just, I mean, for a good chunk of our Christmases, we, you know, usually spent here, mm-hmm. or at Grandma and Papa's old house. Um, I don't know. That one Christmas where we, we fooled everyone to thinking there was like a cultist like uh, like symbol out in the middle of the street remember that <laughs> when all three of us were out in the middle of the street when it had just snowed we walked we, around in and the we snow, walked around remember? and like, it made like a cultist like little like circle thing and then spray ketchup around yeah. in the middle do <laughs> you remember that juice <laughs> i literally don't remember this <laughs> oh come on <laughs> no yeah the... strawberry syrup yeah. ketchup come what? on what i helped with this yes, yes. right at the end i think of you the were the one that actually set. like yeah, facilitated yeah. it actually Julie i Canada. get disturbed <laughs> to think of how many things i don't remember <laughs> But no, yeah, that that's that was always uh, you brought that up the other day, and I that did. got me thinking. That was that was a good, that was a fun memory because we that freaked Ricky out with that one too. <laughs> oh, we scared. How do you, how old do you think we were? Oh, I couldn't have been. More he than must like, have been like six or seven. No, no, I was like I was like eleven, okay, ten or eleven, maybe twelve. So we were in high school. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Um, I don't know what my favorite is. I think honestly, my favorite Christmas memory is when we got. We used to have one of those, like, kid cars, like the Jeep. Oh, yeah. Justin, my brother and I had, like, this little... John Deere. John Deere, yeah. A John Deere, like, 
tractor like drivable car yeah. what are those called like the cars for kids to drive around the plastic ones i don't know what I you call know. it but anyways we got one of those for christmas and i remember i like was so surprised and we went outside and we had it and that was like so fun that so thing. much fun i loved that thing and i drove it like a psycho oh yeah it was oh, a good yeah. time and then yeah i'm most excited to see people open their gifts i love gift giving gifts it's definitely my love language and so i'm excited to see people get their gifts all right, well, we'll check in later for more updates after we get the gifts, maybe. After we um, eat some food, maybe drink some Irish coffee. Well, some of us. And then we'll talk later. Hasta luego. Merry Christmas. Merry Bye-bye. Christmas. Hello, and welcome back. It is December 26th. It is the next day. Unfortunately, the whole podcasting on actual Christmas situation didn't work out too well. Because it was a busy day. But honored to have my grandma on the pod. Thank you so much, Juliana. It's my pleasure. First question I want to ask is, um, any reflections you have on Christmas this year? Uh, This year was a wonderful Christmas um, to come and stay at your house. And um, we had a wonderful time. We did many fun things together, and uh, one of the most fun thing to do was watch you make awesome bread from starter sourdough, and you're sending some home with us so we can hand it out to other people who have asked us, when you see your granddaughter, please see if she would give us starter as well. Oh, that's so nice. Yes. Who wanted some? Your neighbor? My neighbor, yes, Gina. Very cute. Yes, and then another friend of mine, Sherry, uh, she has asked for some too. Oh, good. Yeah. Sourdough starter is the gift that keeps on giving, really. Oh, it truly is. (laughs) It's like that quote, if you teach a man to fish, or if you give a man a fish, he'll be fed for one day, but if you teach a man how to fish... They'll be fed for a lifetime. There you go. Because if you give someone sourdough bread, then it doesn't last very long. But if you give them a starter, they can make bread forever. Yeah, biblical. We should do a, I should do an episode just on bread. I've been in my bread baking era this past, like, maybe six months. Yes. Eh, four months. Because one of my good friends gave me starter. And I never, like, cared about breaking, baking bread or wanted to bake bread. It's cool because it's really something that just, like, fell into my lap. I didn't seek it out. My friend just asked me if I wanted a starter, and ever since then, been baking. You've been baking all kinds of things, yeah. and uh, you're making a name for yourself. The family's recommending that you have your own brand out there on the marketplace and call it Juju's Bread. My own sourdough. Yes. What do yeah. you think about that? That would be cool. Yeah. I feel like I'd be bad business friend business manager though i'd have to hire someone oh okay i don't think i'd have very good um organizational skills uh, and motivation to run business but maybe um do you have any favorite christmas traditions or memories um now that i'm old my memory is not that good um i we used to have christmas in stockton um uh, at our home that we lived in for 33 years. And when our grandchildren would come and um, visit, it was wonderful. Uh, We had a great big home 
And uh, it was fun to decorate for Christmas. There was plenty of room for decorations. And uh, it was easy to have people come. And it was just really a joyous place and uh, thrilling. It was thrilling for us to be able to have our grandchildren come when they were very little and grow up with coming to Papa and Grandma's house for Christmas. Yes. And for a lot of things. And for a lot of different... a lot, which I'm happy about grateful for yes a lot of things with you guys Mm -hmm. and many more things Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hopefully you guys are going to come visit me next year yes in (laughs) in in, um cuba in cuba yes um you are so worldly i do my best yeah (laughs) just getting home from spain and germany and um, Amsterdam. Yeah. Netherlands. Yeah. And so now school in Cuba, and we give you all of our support that we can. And so nice. Thank you. Yes, of course. The best of course. grandparents. I have the best grandparents. Oh, we have the best granddaughter. So nice. So it's mutual admiration society, isn't it, for each other? Yes, true. Yeah. It's we so are blessed. Nice. Oh, dogs barking. Hopefully I can cut that out. But yes, no. Um, are there any other things you specifically want to say on the pod? Um, just how blessed we are that you are our granddaughter. So nice. And then, of course, mommy. Your mom is amazing. Our daughter, Amy. And she just is, um, she's such a good homemaker mother. And, uh, it's been a pleasure spending Christmas here with you this year. Yes, it's been a pleasure for me too. Um, so you've, we've talked about kind of our favorite parts of Christmas and being with family, but do you have any least favorite parts of Christmas? Like any things you really hate about the holiday season? Oh, I could never say that there was anything that I hate about Christmas. No, no, (laughs) I would have to really give that a lot of thought. And because of that, no, I mean, what could you hate about Christmas? Nothing. Shopping. Busy stores. Mm. Well, crowds can get to you, yes. Waiting in line, yes. When you're purchasing something can try one's nerves. Yes. Okay, Lala has entered the chat. Come on over. My aunt's here now, too. We're talking about Christmas. Okay, Merry Christmas. Okay, wait, hold on. we got to adjust the mic. All right, welcome, my Lala, my aunt Sally. Welcome. Hello, thank you for hosting. <laughs> Every, all the fam on the pod. Um, so, do you have any favorite Christmas memories or Christmas traditions? Oh, several. Oh, please share. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of my favorite Christmas traditions is um, getting together with my whole family on Christmas Eve and doing some traditional dishes um, like raviolis and opening gifts, and then um, we used to go to Midnight Mass, which was always really fun. Um, I don't know why we stopped doing that, but that is a memory I have from growing up and even into my teenage years. A couple of times we went with you guys. Yeah, we went sometimes. We went on Easter in Spain, actually. That's the last time we went, because I live right next to that cathedral, so we walked by and we saw what was going on, and it is cool. 
But I don't know. I guess none of us really go to church anymore. So. No, that's true. Do you feel like still attached to Catholicism and religion? I do. I consider myself Catholic. Although I guess a bad Catholic not going. To. Well, I'm not the enforcer of Catholicism. <laughs> I just was curious because I don't. I don't really feel like very attached to Catholicism anymore. Or consider myself to be Catholic, so that's like why I wouldn't want to go. I do. I, do. I mean, I would if you guys really wanted to. I wouldn't be opposed to it, but I'm to not. Me. No, but I'm not like. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, I was telling JJ that we should start going to church. <clears throat> Is JJ Catholic? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. So. Why do you want to go? I think, you know, just to try to get more in touch with, like, spirituality in general. And then the, um, like, the camaraderie with other people who go. Yeah. You know, the social connection with other people who, um, you know, fellowship, I guess. Yeah, or, like, community. I think think the main thing that's beneficial about church, as, like, someone who's not religious in a Christian Catholic Catholic sense, is, like, it does give you a sense of community. And especially in the United States, there aren't very many places where we can have that. No. Unfortunately. This is one of my main critiques of society. (laughs) Well, yeah, because there's not little neighborhoods anymore like there used to be. People are pretty um, isolated. It's not uncommon for people to live on a street and only know maybe one neighbor or two neighbors. Yeah. And, you know, that's actually sad. And also, like, the way our cities are planned out is that there's so much... There's only residential areas... The, the zoning will be like you can't have commercial property and residential property in the same zone. So you can't, you won't have people in America usually just like walking down the street to get coffee or to go to a bakery and get bread and then interacting with your community in that way. Like we're all going everywhere in cars. Well, it kind of depends where you live. Like if you lived in, but mostly, yes. Yeah. yeah, I mean like New York or like if you yeah, live in a walkable no. city, it's different. That's why I always say if I do end up living in the United States, I want to live in really New York, San Francisco are like the only, I mean, I haven't been to Chicago, yeah. but there's very few walkable cities. Like where my house is, I couldn't walk to the grocery store. Well, I could, but it would take me a long time. Yeah, and it's not like a pretty walk usually, just like all these yeah, houses. You have to walk down a street that had a lot of cars mm-hmm. and busy and... All of that. But there are people who do walk around my neighborhood. They'll walk over. Um, like, Starbucks isn't that far, but... That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I can't remember what other Christmas questions I wanted to ask you. Oh, any general reflections on Christmas this year? Oh, Christmas this year? Mm-hmm. Um, just that I always promise myself I'm going to be more organized and have all my shopping done like a week before Christmas and that never happens. I'm always out Christmas shopping, Christmas Eve, getting last minute things. Mm -hmm. And I feel like most of my friends are completely done and ready for Christmas like by Thanksgiving with all their gifts wrapped, their trees up, everything planned. Oh yes. Your friends seem like a bunch of I don't know. Type A. Yeah. Very organized. Yeah, but then they get to relax and enjoy and do, you know, special Christmas things. This year we did go to a really cool um, thing which was put on by the Hallmark Channel called Enchant. And they 
had, I think, six or seven throughout the United States, and we had one in Sacramento near where I live, and it was really cool. They made um, it look like a Christmas village and a ton of lights, and we got to walk around and drink hot chocolate, and there was ice skating, and that was a fun way to kick off the Christmas season. We went uh, the weekend after Thanksgiving. That's really fun. Yeah, that was really fun. What's your favorite? Good. Oh, one of the things that we didn't do this year, which we usually always do, is drive around and look at Christmas lights, which is really fun. We didn't do that, and that's a little disappointing. Yeah. I don't really like doing that. You don't? Unpopular opinion. <laughs> do you guys all like doing that? Mom? Um, sure. I, I like doing that. We haven't done a very good job of doing that every year, like... Um, Sally's saying that she that they do every year, but I do like doing that. Okay, wait. Since to update, since we have started recording, everybody has entered my bedroom. We've got Anthony, we've got my mom, grandma, and my aunt. So, mom, since you just joined, what's your favorite part about Christmas or Christmas memory tradition? Um, well, of course, being together with the family seeing everyone, but I, I really love, um, and most people who know me know this about me, I love uh, doing um, the stockings. It's fun for me. I start ahead of time and collect. Um, I have a, a bag for each person in my closet and put stuff in as, uh, as I find little things I know each person will like. Yeah, stockings are fun. You do the best stockings. Oh, well, thank you. You, you do a good job, too. Well, I try. Gotta take after you. Also, you're the best gift wrapper. Oh, well, I, I do love wrapping gifts, that's for sure. Yes. I used to really get into it um, several years ago with even using spray adhesive on the bows and, and glitter. So that, yeah, really fun. Intense. I love doing that. Yes. Mm-hmm. But Christmas memory, gosh, I just really don't know. I think some Christmas memories from more recent years would be traveling that we've done in Europe and seeing the Christmas markets and all the decorations there and spending time um, over before Christmas with friends and even Christmas one year in Germany. So that was great. But also I remember um, so much fun when, when you, Juliana, and your brother were little and, you know, the wonder of you know, Santa and believing and the excitement of, you know, us staying up late or getting up early to get all the Santa stuff perfect. And that that's real fun. But lots of good Christmas memories, truly. Yeah, I feel like I believed in Santa forever because whenever I would question it, you just would deny it so intensely. Of course. You'd be like, nah, Santa's real. Like, you're wrong. Your friends are crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. That's definitely something I remember about Christmas is I believed in Santa for a long time. Or even maybe I just, like, sorry if you're a child listening to this also. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Santa is real. No, I'm just kidding. I don't think any children are listening to this. But, um, yeah. Any other reflections on Christmas, anybody? I got engaged at Christmas. What? Yeah. Um, my husband, Jason, proposed to me on Christmas Day. I guess it was 1995. No, 94. Yep. Christmas of 1994. Well, I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. How did he do it? 
he just wrapped my ring and then he got down. No, you know what he did? Actually, he wrapped in a little box one of those, I don't know the technical term, but the little loop things that people use to look at a diamond. Uh-huh. It's like a yeah, magnifying totally. glass uh-huh. thingy. Oh. He wrapped one of those and then I opened it and I was looking at it and then he got down on one knee and took the ring out and That's proposed cute. to me. Where were you? In grandma and papa's living room. Did you guys know that he was going to propose? I just can't even remember this even happening. So I know. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, grandma? He asked papa first the day before i think or the morning of the day before what if dad would have said no i guess he would have been pretty screwed and he wouldn't have had a christmas gift say no at first no oh is it just a joke then yeah i think that they were just papa was just kidding around with oh, okay. I always thought you actually did say oh no we were very happy for her that's cool we loved her and jason love jason what about, um, have you guys ever celebrated Christmas with anybody else, like different families who did different customs than you? Or any different winter holidays around the season? Um, I've celebrated with people who do a little bit of a different tradition, but not like, like Natalie's family brought us over tamales. Yeah. But... They still, you know, celebrate Christmas um, just with different traditional foods than we usually do. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something we didn't do this year is really any traditional, like... Yeah, I feel like we haven't done, like, ravioli in a long time. Or even torta or, you know... Yeah, but we do torta lots of times. Even and then when it's not Grandma Sato used yeah. to always make gnocchi when we were mm-hmm. way younger. Mm-hmm. And then, um, yeah... So there's all that. We'll start doing it again. Grandma Taylor, talking about grandmas, she used to always make green beans with bacon. Mm-hmm. Hot I love green beans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did we eat last night? We had turkey, mashed potatoes, asparagus. What else did we have? Ham. Ham, yeah. ham and turkey. Oh, ham. Cranberry sauce. Yummy. Classic. Creamy. Yeah. It was pretty good though. Yeah. And we Delicious. made a cheesecake for dessert. We made a rapid cheesecake. I have a theory that everyone in my family has ADHD. What do you guys think about this? Anthony, can you speak on the matter? I'd say that's a pretty fair assumption. I definitely think that a good chunk of us have ADHD of some sort. Yeah. <laughs> I would I would definitely at least, you know, me, you, Justin, my dad, pro- probably you Lala. Um and grandma. And, and most definitely, probably most of all, probably grandma. <laughs> Sorry, grandma. <laughs> grandma reminded me of that earlier when we started recording. She's like, oh, you think I have ADHD too? Because I was, was going to take an Adderall. And then I was like, eh, I kind of want to take a nap later, so I'm not going to take Don't one. Take and then she's like, oh, is that for ADHD that you think I have? And I was like, yes. Because <laughs> we always be losing everything. And you're talking about doing presents last minute. That's kind of ADHD. Yeah. But also, yeah. I mean, I do think there's also a tendency on the internet and, like, of our generation to overdiagnose everything. That's true. I was legitimately diagnosed. I mean, me too. But I mean, like, but we're, like, everybody has ADHD. Yeah. Also, our phones are just morphing our brains to be, like, less um, patient. Yeah. That's definitely. And, you know, harder to focus on long strings of information rather than, like, short chunks. 
I mean, have you ever quit TikTok for like a couple weeks? Mm. It totally changes your brain. I've quit social media for like weeks and a half. But don't you think it makes you feel a lot different? Like, yeah, it doesn't feel I did it like um, over COVID at one point. I was kind of tired of seeing like all the COVID, like during COVID, during all like that, I was just tired of seeing all the COVID BS. Just make BS? It. Well, not, I mean, not BS as in like COVID was BS, but like all like the, oh my God, it's all depressing COVID, world yeah. ending. And like, I don't want to see that. Like, yeah, I understand we're in a pandemic, yeah, but like, yeah. I don't want to wake up every morning and be like, oh, well, I'm going to probably die today from COVID. Like, yeah, yeah, I don't, I don't want that. So there was like a few week period where I just like completely, like I deleted all my social media apps. I deleted Instagram. I deleted Snapchat. I deleted YouTube. I deleted Twitter. I deleted all of it. And what did you do instead? Just, I, well, I just, for like, in contact with people, I just texted people like normally. And then instead I just kind of watched like a lot of Netflix. <laughs> I watched <laughs> I a just lot was... of anime, stuff like that is what I basically had done besides play video games with my friends. Yeah. Stuff zoned. Like yeah, just zoned out kind of. Mm. Also, I had football, I also had football during that entire time too. So most, most of the days during COVID in my afternoons, I was out with football okay so gotcha all right any closing remarks from Lala or anthony no overall it was a great christmas we got to spend time with you guys and we have to head down the hill before the snow starts tonight apparently yeah all right (laughs) well thanks for listening to the family podcast (laughs) all right bye bye